What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. Hope everybody's having a great day at work or just a great day in general and just, you know, having fun or vibing or, you know, getting that grinding, putting that work in, doing what you got to do day in, day out. But, you know, like every episode, I got a banger of an episode for y'all today. So... I don't need to even say I don't need to say anymore. You already know how each and every episode goes. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, grab like go like sit somewhere comfortable to like to sit your butt at. And let's get right into today's episode, baby. First one we gotta talk about on the list, the Usos, bro. The Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So if you remember what happened. Last week on Friday Night SmackDown, obviously, their first, like, Sami Zayn's and Kevin Owens' first uh, title defense, or first or second title defense as tag team, or undisputed tag team champions, is them going against the Usos. And Usos wants to, re, you know, regain them tag team titles. But we all know that's not going to happen, because Roman's already pissed with them. And once, and once Roman is already pissed with them... Solo don't even like you. And when your old brother don't even like you, Paul Heyman don't even like you. And when the, when when Paul Heyman don't even like you, it's a raps, bruh. It's a raps. You can tell. You can tell because remember what remember remember when they lost some tag team titles at WrestleMania. That Monday night on Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania, where like when Jimmy and Jay they said they want to see the tribal chief, they'd be like, Yeah, he's He's like busy at the moment. He's trying to get he's trying to prepare for something at the moment. So now nah, I can't nah, you can't really see him at the moment, all that type of stuff. It's like all right. So guys like, all right, then shit. All right, let let him do you. Like, like, I won't say not say let him do you, but like, I'll let all right, we just leave him alone. You know, we'll give him some time. And then right when they left, Paul Hamillary said, All right, they're gone. They're gone, tribal chief. And I'm like, yeah, because Roman does not doesn't want nothing to do with them. Like, Roman does not want nothing to do with Jimmy and Jey Uso. Once they lost them tag team titles at WrestleMania, he doesn't want nothing to do with them. Because them tag team titles is the only reason why Roman wants to see him. Was the only reason why he, he wants them in his presence. But once they lose that gold, doesn't want nothing to see nothing to do with them. And and it's funny, Jay Jay knows that he's getting used. Jay knows that he's getting used, but he doesn't want to admit it. Jimmy, obviously, Jimmy's gonna follow what his brother does, but he's not noticing that he's getting used as well too, along with his brother. Jay knows, doesn't want a minute. Jimmy doesn't know, but he's going on with his brother because why? It's his brother, it's his blood. You feel me? So, and then literally, so obviously, we cut to when they were both in the ring, right? And obviously, Paul Heyman announced that in in less in two weeks or less than two weeks from you know. From that episode of uh, SmackDown um, on Friday, Usos were challenged for the tag for the tag team titles they lost at WrestleMania Night One. So, and then even and then after that, Paul Heyman said, uh, "Paul Heyman would even drop a double sided statement where it would put where he would point to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, saying that Roman is getting sick of the two of you, which was so." fucking great because when he literally said that he was pointing at Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens 
But what people did not notice is when Paul Heyman was looking at Jimmy and Jay Uso. He was pointing at Kevin and Sammy, but his eyes were toward Jimmy and Jay Uso. Because we all know once Jimmy and Jay loses this match and doesn't retain the tag team titles, or sorry, I should say, don't win back the tag team titles that they lost at WrestleMania 39 night one. It's a wrap for Jimmy. And it's a wrap for Jay. Because like they like you said, man, like 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 I said, like what Sammy and what Cody says, Jay will leave. Then Jimmy. Then Solo. And then later on, Paul Heyman. And once everybody that he's so pissed at leaves, I mean, truly feel like fully leaves. Roman is all alone. Roman is all alone. Doesn't want nothing to do. Or I should say his family doesn't want nothing to do with him at all. Nothing to do with him. Because why? He turned on his family at WrestleMania 39. Because why? They're not blood because they don't got gold. They're not blood because you're not, you're not waiting on me hand and foot. You're not blood because you don't do what I say. And once, obviously, Jay, Jay you can tell Jay is getting tired of the bullshit. But he doesn't want to admit the bullshit. That's the problem. Jay knows he's getting tired. I know he's going to be the first one to fucking turn. We know this. We can see it in his eyes. He's the first one that's going to fucking turn on the bloodline. Shoot. If it's, look, shoot. If it has to be the same way that Seth Rollins and, and Sami Zayn hit, hit Roman with that steel chair to the back, another one bites the dust. He's going to do the same thing. The same thing. And once he does that, and once he hits him in the back, bro, I swear, once he hits him in the back, it is over with. It is over with. That's when you see the bloodline be completely done. Once Jay leaves, Jimmy will follow. That's how it works. Once Jay motherfucking leaves, Jimmy will follow behind his Brother. Solo, like, obviously, Solo is on the control of fucking Roman. So we already know how that fucking went. So, I don't know, in my opinion, it may be Paul Heyman to leave next, but it may be also Solo to also leave next. I have no idea. But, I'm just letting you know, once... Once they don't recapture the tag team titles, it is a wrap for Jimmy and Jay Uso. It is a wrap for them. They, yeah, yeah, they're getting kicked out. Like two next, like I'm literally being, I'm literally telling the truth. Two weeks from now, or a little less than two weeks from now, Jimmy and Jay is gonna get their ass kicked. Either they're gonna get their ass kicked 
and for be forcefully like left by Roman, or they're gonna be, or they're gonna leave on their own. On God, like at this point, obviously he has Jimmy and Jay by a fucking leash, by a fucking collar. Having he's making them his bitches, hundred percent. You can you can tell it each and every goddamn day. Like Sammy, like Sammy Zayn says, bro. Like, remember that one? Uh, if you remember that uh, that match, um, I think it was last week on Friday Night SmackDown, right? When it was uh, Jay versus Sammy Zayn, and when Sammy said, and when Sammy Zayn said, "Yo, like you, you, you don't see it, right? You don't see it. Jimmy's not here. Roman hates the fuck out of you. Paul Heyman's lying to your fucking face." And on top of that, Solo wants to fucking drop the hammer on you in any goddamn second. If I gotta keep beating sense into you for you to listen and for you to be like, yo, you like you need to leave the fucking bloodline, that's what I'm gonna have to keep doing each and every week. Each and every week on Friday night, smacking the beats of sense into you so you can understand that, bro, they nobody fucking likes you no more. Or Roman doesn't want nothing to do with you. Or fucking Jay. He's fucking distant with you. Or Solo just wants to fucking Samoa spike you to get it over with and just get you kicked out. Bro, I'm going to have to keep being fucking sensitive to you to get for you to learn and learn your lesson and shit, bro. Because me telling you is not fucking working at the moment. Me telling you, bro, you need to leave. This is not right. You're going to get you're gonna get fucking drugged down with the ship. And if I got to keep being sensitive to you, I will fucking keep being sensitive to your ass. Just like Sammy says, bro. He could tell Roman's pissed at him. Jimmy loves him, but he ain't going to really say shit about Roman. And then Solo. Well, Solo's a fucking lapdog at this point because he does anything what fucking, you know, Roman said. Because even though Jay and Jimmy fucks up a lot, Solo's like, obviously, the enforcer. He's the one that's going to be like, Roman's going to be the one that's like, yo, I love you, Solo, because you follow all my fucking direction. You follow all my goddamn direction. But these two, but these two fucking dumbasses of, of your fucking brothers can't even listen for goddamn shit. So I'm just giving you my perspective about this entire situation, man. Look, Paul Heyman issued out his order. So we'll see. Um, this Friday night on SmackDown and next week, maybe a little bit of Monday Night Raw. What's going to happen with the Usos? Because right now, it's not looking good for them. Solo, looking good for Paul. Right now, 50-50. But Jimmy and Jay? Bruh, they got two weeks, bruh. Not even that. Less than two weeks. Less than two weeks, bruh. And if they don't capture... Them tag team titles again on Friday Night SmackDown in less than two weeks, bro. At this point, you might Solo might Samoa might as well Samoan spike both of them. Real talk, real talk. They might as well. And then what's also confusing, because now, because even though we're speaking of the bloodline, so if y'all, if you also remember. With um, this past Monday night on Raw, right? The Judgment Day and the Bloodline are now alliances. They're they're now allies, which doesn't 
it's so goddamn confusing. It's really confusing because obviously the Judgment Day hates the bloodline, hates, despises the bloodline, especially with Finn because Finn, his rivalry with Finn Balor and Roman was was crazy as hell. You remember he lost at Friday Night SmackDown, couldn't capture the Universal Title. Then he became the demon on Extreme Rules. And then the top rope gave out right when he was about to hit the coup de gras, And no one still knows why the fuck it gave out. Still this day, I mean, I do, but not, you know, not the right episode to talk about it. But I know what happened to that top rope. But, um, and then, yeah, it fucked up his landing. He got injured and shit. And he retained his title with some weird fashion. I have no idea. Um, so now it's weird because, you know, they said the Judgment Day and the Bloodline agreed to be alliances, which baffled me because it's hella confusing because I'm like, neither of these factions like each other. So what's, what's the point of alliancing with each other if y'all don't even like each other? I mean, it's a good storyline. Don't get me wrong. It's a very great storyline. But it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you put two factions that hate each other which together? I mean, it makes sense because you want to take out, um, you know, I, I'm guessing you want to take out each other as possible. And they, you know, because they said at the moment, because they're beefing, because at the moment, isn't Judgment Day is beefing with LWO, Latino World Order. And then the bloodline is beefing with obviously Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle. And I'm guessing, in my opinion, they're trying to take each other out. I'm guessing they're trying to take out the LWO and Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle at the same time, which is baffling to me and a little bit confusing at the same time. And by the way, it's this is this is really good in a way, even though it's confusing, it's really good because. This is faction versus faction versus faction versus kind of a little bit of a faction with with Kevin, Sammy, and Riddle. So this is faction on faction war right here. So this this is a little bit crazy. Not gonna hold you. Um, and then on top of that, um, <laughs> what's what makes the alliance more funny is because Rhea has a little bit of beef with Solo. This is like. Like I know that I know that Finn Balor hates like hates agreeing with this faction. I mean, he hates it with a passion, but it's a really great story concept, and I really liked how they're how Triple H is dealing with the Bloodline storyline and mixing it in with LWO and mixing it in with the Judgment Day, and mixing it in with Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle, and it's basically the entire faction versus faction war. That's what's happening, and that it's it's really fucking good. Honestly, it's it's really goddamn good. Um, me personally, with the entire, um, the line situation, it, like, how, how Finn Balor said it's meh, entire shit is meh, meh, because I'm guessing they work on their terms, it's, it's a, it's a judgment day, so they work on their terms, obviously, but, um, at, at this point, with the whole Rhea and Solo situation, if you remember way back when, when, um, before, I mean, 
when it, it was when it was like what Raw is Triple X, I think it was, or a little bit before that. I don't remember. But uh, it was literally Solo and Rhea Ripley, and they were staring in the eyes, like dead ass in the eyes of each other, right? And you know, Solo and and Ripley was like, bro, this. I'm like, please, man. If if they could have mix, I mean, they do like mix match, like they do mix matches, like you fighting a, like a guy fighting a woman, and that's rare, extremely rare in the WWE now. But I was so ready for to see Solo just Samoan spike the fuck out of Ripley, and I'm like, now coming back, I mean, months, months later on, Ripley staring into the eyes of fucking Solo Sokoa, and I'm like, bro, Solo. Rhea, just have a fucking match already and go against each other. Imagine the enforcer of of the bloodline, Solo Solo Sokoa versus the SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. You know how fire that match would be? Just think about it. Equal equal rights, equal fights needs to happen between them two with this with them two. This match needs to be official. I know Triple H can do something back there to make that shit official, but if it does happen. Bruh, watch all the fans lose it in a good way. Yelling, screaming, they'd be like, Rhea Ripley, Solo Sokoa. Bruh, at this point, it just needs to happen, bruh. Just equal rights, equal fights. It it needs to fucking happen. (laughs) As much as I want that, even though I know it won't happen, I really want that match to happen, man. I really do. And what I also like about the entire thing is with this, Jimmy and Jay has no I had no idea that Roman Reigns set up the interaction for the bloodline and for Judgment Day to be aligned or to be allies. They didn't know that. So now adding to the the bloodline storyline more, now Roman doesn't even trust him. So now Roman has to take shit in his own hands. And ask for help, even though he doesn't really want to ask for help. Because, one, the Bloodline is supposed to be the most dominant faction in the WWE as of right now. But as of late, Roman's like, bruh, Jimmy and Jay is not doing what they're supposed to do. So, I'm going to have to get some help. Even though he doesn't want to, and we could tell his ass don't want to, but his ass is going to have to get some help. And that's when he caught on the second best faction in the WWE, the Judgment Day. So, in the first best faction, and the second best faction, teams up together. Because now, they got a LWO problem. They have a Kevin Owens problem. They got a Sami Zayn problem. And you got a Riddle problem. So, we have... No idea what the next couple weeks has to bring, has to offer with the Judgment Day, with blood, with the Bloodline, with Jimmy and Jay, with LWO, with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Riddle. We just don't. Like, we really don't. Because anything can happen. Like, literally, legitly, anything can happen at this, at this very moment. Because, in my opinion... Like, obviously, you can't trust the bloodline for shit, like, for for nothing. Like, obviously, but at the same time, 
like the the bloodline is doing wonderful shit, bro. And I mean wonderful shit. Obviously, Paul Heyman doesn't like doing it. Obviously, he literally says, even though Finn Balor doesn't want to agree with doing this faction, this faction versus fa- with faction alliance, you know, but because it's having history with Roman, but at the same time, it'll probably be it'll it'll be good for honestly. It's out of everybody. If I say this will be most beneficial for, this will probably be more beneficial bene, beneficial for the Judgment Day out of anything. Because right now the bloodline is cracking even more and more. Because like I said, Jimmy and Jay doesn't know nothing about this interaction, and I mean nothing. Obviously, Roman didn't tell him because why? They lost the tag team titles. So once they lose the tag team titles, Roman's not going to talk to them about shit directly. He's going to talk to who? Paul Heyman about the shit. Not going to have nothing to do with Jimmy and Jay. He's not going to include them because why? No gold, no entrance. Don't waste my time, you feel me? So at this very moment, I don't know what we got planned. They, I, Shoot, I don't know what WWE has planned for Jimmy and Jay or for the Judgment Day at the moment. Um, But I will say this, man. When LWO came out and... Uh, Sammy, Kevin, and Riddle. That was entire faction versus faction versus faction versus faction war. I swear, bro. That ring, everybody in that ring just started hammering at each other, and I'm like, bro, this is this storyline has took a turn for the better, and I'm I'm honestly curious what's gonna happen from here on out. I really am. I really 100% am because this this is gonna look like a crazy ass storyline. More crazier than I want to say. Would it say more crazier when Sammy was in the storyline than the bloodline for a couple months? No, but it would be just as good. I won't say better, but almost just as good as when Sammy was in the bloodline and everything like that. So, I mean, like I said, we'll we will see what happened in later episodes on Raw and on SmackDown. But you know, for right now, this is <laughs> I know this is gonna be a crazy. It's gonna be a crazy couple weeks. Uh, on on Raw. So, as we all know, that Roman Reigns is going into, or, you know, is going to into probably as Night as Champion as, and at, at a thousand days as the Universal Champion. So, obviously, the Night of Champions take place, which originally was uh, King and Queen of the Ring, changed it to the Night of Champions because... You know, wanted him, wanted him to celebrate his reign as a thousand as a thousand days champion, universal champion at not a champions at on May twenty seventh, the same day that Roman Reigns hits a thousand days as universal champion. This will, and then also too, he's supposed to have. I think he's supposed to have like a um a um a match at Night of Champions on the same day he turn. He you know. His reigns is a thousand days. But let's just talk about Roman Reigns' title defense as the Universal Champion, not as WWE Champion. And this dude literally has a crazy second reign as Universal Champion. Like, it is completely crazy. There's an article called, uh, uh, what is it? It and WWE.com. That's the website. And. It literally talks about Roman Reigns' uh, second title defense as a Universal Champion. 
It says Roman Reigns second. Uh, I can't even speak. Roman Reigns second reign as WWE, as WWE Universal Champion has been a record-breaking reign and a milestone in many ways. The title reign started at Payback 2020 event where he defeated the Fiend Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match. He pinned Braun Strowman in that match to win the title. He has held the title for more than two years since, uh, since while also unifying it with the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 38. Not only did he become the longest reigning Universal Champion, but he also holds the record for the longest single title run since Holt Hogan run from 1984 to 1987. Overall, his second title reign as Universal Champion is now fifth longest reign in WWE history and the longest single reign in WWE in the 21st century, which is fucking insane. Roman has defended the title more than 20 times during his, during his time. He has defeated several former world champions such, like, uh, such as Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Edge, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, Goldberg, and Drew McIntyre. And, I mean, it's insane. This man has literally beat so much people. And, I mean, so much goddamn people. It's fucking insane. Like, literally, if I go through the list, which is right now, like, he beat Jey Uso twice, won at Clash of Champions, and then the next one in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match, because we all know how that match went. That was so fucking good. Then he beat Braun Strowman in, at SmackDown, Kevin Owens in TLC 2020 before TLC completely disappeared, never, you know, never doing a TLC pay-per-view again. Then he beat Kevin Owens again in, in a SmackDown, still in a skill cage match on SmackDown, then beat him in a Royal Rumble, in, then beat him at the Royal Rumble in the last man standing match, and then beat Daniel Bryan, in a, in a singles match at Elimination Chamber, then at, then beat him at Fastlane, you know, and have Edge as a special uh, referee, I think. Or I think it was Enforcer, I don't remember. And then he beat Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania 37 in a triple threat match, then beat him again, and then put Bri uh, uh, Daniel Bryan's career at the line, or Bryan Davison's career on the line, and he left to go, you know, to AEW. Then he beat Cesaro. He beat Ray in a Hell in a Cell match. He beat Edge again in a Money in the in the Money in the Bank match in the main event. Beat John Cena at SummerSlam. He beat Finn Balor at, at SmackDown and at Extreme Rules and an Extreme Rules match as a Demon. He beat Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewels. He beat Sami Zayn in a squash match on SmackDown. Even though he lost, even though Seth Rollins won by DQ, but still he still whooped his ass at the Royal Rumble. He beat Goldberg in an elimination chamber match. Um, in a singles elimination chamber match, he beat Brock Lesnar at night two of um at WrestleMania night two to become the undisputed WWE Universal champion or undisputed universal champion he beat uh matt riddle at uh on smackdown he beat brock lesnar again in a last man standing match which that's when triple h took over as uh as head of creative and that was so fucking well put out so well done 
He beat Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions. Sorry, Clash at the Castle. Sorry, keep on getting those two. Um, keep 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 on getting those two pay per views mixed up. By the way, fire match in the UK. He beat Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Fire match at you know at in Saudi. He beat Kevin Owens again in the Royal Rumble. Brutal match. He beat Sami uh, Zayn at Elimination Chamber. Fire match. And then the last but not least, he beat the American Nightmare a couple weeks ago at WrestleMania 39. So he has beaten, he has retained his titles all on his 28th opponents. More of them being more than usual. Daniel Bryan, like Daniel Bryan and um, Edge, to be, you know, to say the least. Um, and yeah, he, which is, is his, is his, is his, it's, it's so crazy. His run as universal, uh, universal champion has, has been, obviously everybody said we want both the titles taken off him. Honestly, you can keep the universal title on Roman, just take off the WWE championship. Like that's all we need. Like they, Raw needs a head champion like badly. And I mean badly because right now the person that has been carrying WWE as of lately is Austin Theory. Y'all can hate me for saying that, but it's goddamn true. That's technically the main title on um on Raw at the moment is the United States Championship, and Theory's holding it. So, um, uh, I have no idea when the title will be dropped. Everybody's thinking it could be at uh at. Night of Champions, everybody could be. It could be uh, Cody Rhodes when it comes to uh, SummerSlam in Detroit. We don't know, but if it if if it lasts all the way till next year, um, next year at WrestleMania in Philadelphia, I don't know. I don't know how long that will last, man. I don't know how how long that reign will be good when Cody Rhodes wins it. If if they plan on stretching it out that long. Till uh, WrestleMania next year, which if it does happen at next at next year's WrestleMania, oh man, I was gonna say I would definitely say Triple H dropped the ball on this one. Even though we do want to see Roman hit a thousand reigns and just never had the title hold the, both titles again at this point, so this this is what needs to happen, and I think mean, this is what needs to happen. So once they have Cody. Beat Roman. He takes the titles. He and after that, he combines the Universal title and the WWE title to make the WWE Championship. Get rid, retire, and get rid of the Universal title for good because Triple H already said he hates the Universal title. Get rid of the Triple uh, uh, sorry, get rid of the of the Universal Championship. Never have that to be you know as a main championship again. And then after that, create a new title, a new world title for um, for SmackDown, and bam, there you go. There you go. That, that's all you need to do. Because obviously, we're never going to see another reign like Roman Reigns again. Never. Even if that did happen. Like, for the men's, for the men's perspective. That will never, ever, ever happen again. 
Maybe for the women, because Bianca Belair is holding that title pretty tight right now for the Raw Women's Championship. So she's literally, I think she's, I think they said she's less than like, what, 20-something days before she beats Becky Lynch to become the all-time leader as the Raw Women's Champion. So I'm just letting you know right now. Um, they they legitly, and I mean, with with. Bianca, it's a different story. She can be, she could probably be champion for ne- shit till next year's WrestleMania. Honestly, um, a two-year-long run WrestleMania run as the as the Raw Women's Champion that would be crazy. But for the men's side of things, um, yeah, he they he needs to drop that title soon. And I mean, and I mean at SummerSlam, it needs to happen. Cody Rhodes needs to have that title by SummerSlam. It needs to happen. Whoever whoever his opponent is. At Night of Champions, um, I don't know who it can be. I'll shoot. It can, eh, you can put Bobby, you can put AJ, maybe Drew. Shoot, Gunther would probably give him a run for his money. Um, but on, but honestly, honestly, the guy, bro, honestly, um, I don't know who will face Roman. I don't know if they're gonna even build up a storyline for a few months. You know, getting getting close to Night of Champions because it's already like the nineteenth of April, man. It's like the nineteenth of April while I'm recording this. It's the nineteenth of April, and Night of Champions is like little over a month away, little over a month away. So I don't know who's gonna face him on when it hits Friday night. When it comes to Friday Night SmackDown, I don't know who's gonna refuse himself. They're like, bro, it could be Shinsuke Nakamura. That'll be fire though. It'll be Shinsuke probably. It, it could be Shinsuke Nakamura. It could be a. Uh, it could be AJ Styles. It could be Drew Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross did say TikTok. He did say, bro, TikTok. I'm I'm gonna be coming for that championship. I mean, honestly, honest, bro. Karrion Cross. This will probably be a good storyline. Probably to build up his character a little bit more. So for Karrion Cross to do it, because Karrion Cross did say he's coming after Roman in the titles. So, honestly, if you want a good rumored match, because I think you want all the all the titles to be defended at Night of Champions, so why don't you just put Karen Cross as the rumored guest or the rumored person to feud with Roman Reigns for the next, you know, month or a little over a month or so? Because that would be good, not only for uh, not only for uh, Roman to obviously. Put someone on that list to be say, yo, I defeated this person, but also be good for Karen because you know we already seen him in the championship picture before as NXT, you know, champion. Um, before NXT rebranded themselves, so I would do like to see what would happen if Karen Cross was in the picture because I wouldn't mind to be to see Karen Cross and Roman Reigns feud because I know that feud would be hella good, and I mean hella good. That's something I'll definitely be waiting for. Um, but everything with with Roman as we speak, man, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how long he held this title for. He held this title for a <laughs> for a long ass time. It's been over like what, close to, um, it's it's been it's it's been a little over nine hundred something days. I don't remember how much days it is as we speak. But it's literally over 900 days. Has to be over 900 days. Um, 
probably 930, maybe 900 and it probably it got not even 930, it gotta be at least 980 something. Has to be not over well over 980 something days. Has to. Cause we're in April right now. And it ha- it has to be either either 970 something or 980 something. It's one of them two. Not not even not even 980. Probably like 960 something. Has to be well over 960 plus days. Got to. Just thinking about the entire thing, doing it in my head. It has to be over low over 960 something days. So uh, we just gotta see what happens, honestly, with Roman because Roman is the most dominant Universal Champion we have, man. Ever since the Universal Champion came out, like what, 2015, 2016. Been been flip flopped by people for a long time, and then when it hit to, when it hit SmackDown, it wasn't really flip flop as much. It wasn't besides Goldberg Goldberg holding the title for a couple of you know weeks or so, and then losing it to to Braun when it uh, hit you know before when it hit uh COVID and stuff. So I just uh I'm I'm definitely curious, and I mean I'm definitely 100 percent. Curious what uh his reign has to bring, the rest of his reign has to bring, if he's gonna lose at night of champions or if he's gonna lose sometime later on. Not probably not at Money in the Bank, but but probably at um uh, at SummerSlam in Detroit this summer. So let's just see what happens later on with uh your boy Roman and you know the Universal Title ring. You feel me? So next one that I definitely hundred percent need to talk about. Them stupid dime nickel quarter belt of tag team titles, and I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna tell you all this, man. Them them tag team titles gotta go. I know that uh, some time ago there's news. There's some news that they're supposed to be introducing some new, like a new title to us very soon, and we have no idea when. But honestly, the title that you probably need to get rid of the most. Besides the Universal Championship, because even the Triple H does want the Universal Championship gone, the tag team titles, man, because I, I agree with a lot of people, man. The tag team titles, I mean, yes, the tag team titles do have some goal, like some uh, prestige to it a little bit now since the Usos have been holding it and, you know, they've been fending a lot and their matches has been really good with the with those titles and stuff, but... They need to just get rid of them titles. They need to just bring like an undisputed, you know, WWE tag team title belt. Like you know how they did way back when, when uh they had the uh the old tag team titles, right? The undisputed uh tag team titles, and then they brought out the the penny ones. Like god damn, those shits were ugly as hell. By the way, those were the ugliest looking titles of all fucking time. They look like goddamn pennies on on belts. You feel me? And then after that, they they didn't do anything better, and then just put made the shit silver and gave it a red strap, which that shit was ugly as hell. Same thing with the blue one, gave it just a blue strap. Just gave nickels and dimes to blue and red straps and called it tag team titles. Horrible titles, by the way. Um, but I really feel like they need to get rid of them penny, not penny, but them quarter nickel and dime type titles, bro. Like honestly. Even though it does look good on Kevin, it does look good on Sammy, it does look great on the Usos and everything, everybody that held them. But real talk, honestly, like I'm 100% tired of seeing these titles. Like they they definitely have to go. Like I hate the fuck out of these titles. Like they're so goddamn ugly. Whoever, like, I'm sorry, but whoever created those titles, bruh, fight, be fired. Just fired. 
You're fired, bro. Those are ugly. The uh, the most ugliest titles besides the penny. The penny ones are like below bottom tier, bro. They are dog water bottom tier. The 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 nickel dime and quarter titles look a little bit better than penny titles. I'm not gonna lie, but they're still dog water garbage. They're still 100% garbage. I even though I won the tag team championship belt so bad. I, I I don't need one that's gonna have be like, oh yeah, do you need change with that shit? Like them oh my gosh. Like I just, them titles are just garbage, man. I can just go on a rant all day about these tag team titles, bro. Like, oh god, like the tech like if we gotta give like the history of the tag team titles, both you know, Raw and SmackDown, you feel me? And I'm not going to hold you for a long time. The Raw and SmackDown tag team titles were just flip-flop between teams. Just they kept flip-flopping it between teams. Like one like one team had it, then another team had it for like a couple days, and then another team had it for another couple days, and then another team had it for another couple days. Like you, you barely seen a proper like tag team run. It's, it's only when um the New Day had it. Only when the New Day had it. Oh, God. Because any other person that had it would just only have it for maybe like either a couple weeks or a couple days. Or not even not even for a couple days. Maybe like a good straight week and then bam. Like, there you go. Which which doesn't... Which is so bad. It, it It's so goddamn bad, man. It It makes... It makes the tag team titles way back then look completely useless. And I mean completely useless. Like the longest reign, and I'm look and I'm on WWE.com as we speak. The longest reign for the Raw tag team titles was 483 days. 483 days. And that literally goes to um the New Day. The New Day held this title for 483 days which is completely insane and like you got to give credit where credit's due because i mean yes they had you had some good ones like um like the street profits they held them titles for for a good amount of time they did hold those titles for a good amount of time but everybody like like the OC Braun and Seth Rollins, Rude and Ziggler, the Viking Raiders, AOP, the B Team, um, Woken, Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt, um, the Bar, when it was J- Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, like the Shield, the Hardy Boys, the like prime time players. Like they they held the title for maybe like a couple months. The New Day is the only one who held that title. And this was like heel New Day. This was like fucking heel New Day. The New Day has held the title for a long ass time. And they're they're they are now the second longest obviously. They're they're the well, for the raw tag team titles, they're still the first longest, you know tag team champions on the raw side of things 
SmackDown side of things, not so much. They're maybe like the second or the third. I'm not. I, yeah, I think they're like the second. They're the second of all time. So, it, but if we we talk about together as just tag team titles, yes, like together. Like if you put them together, wise, yes, the the new day come up short from uh, the Usos, but. If we're talking about Raw, and I just Raw alone for right now, they are they are the first. The Usos are the second longest reigning Raw tag team uh, champions of all time. Um, because they're because they're literally sitting at 316 days of um as being Raw tag team champions, and that's like the second that's like the second longest reign. Nope, sorry, third. Nope, yep, nope, nope, second, second. I was looking at the wrong thing. The uh, Street Profits are the third longest Raw Tag Team Champions. So, they they held them titles for, you know, quite a long time. Be, like, yeah, New Day is first, Usos is second, and Street Profits are third for the Raw side of things. But for the SmackDown side of things, yeah, yeah, the Usos... Obviously, they take it. Six hundred and twenty-two days. They've been, they've been literally SmackDown Tag Team Champions for literally a little over a year and probably a little over a year and a half, or close to almost a year and a half, which is fucking insane. Legitly, literally fucking insane. Um, and I think, and I think the second reigning champions is I think the New Day for the SmackDown side of things. I think it's the New Day. Probably. <laughs> because everybody else held the titles again for um for a good couple of months. So it's it's been a minute though. It's been a minute since we've seen of uh the I think the second one or the again it probably the, no the no the second one again was Usos, so they they are they hold first and second place for the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, but I think the the third, if you talk about the second longest reign, I think it was Ziggler and Rude. The I know the Usos and and uh the New Day kept on flip flopping with the titles, but I know that I think Bobby Rude and Ziggler. Which is the Dirty Dogs held the title, uh, I think are the second longest reigning SmackDown tag team champions that I'm looking at here because everybody else that I'm looking at is is either a couple months or so. So, but actually, nah, I completely take that back. The second longest is the Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. What I think it's the Bludgeon Brothers. That's how they, I think that's how their name. So that's the second longest reigning. And then it was the uh it was the Dirty Dogs after that. So it's Usos, Bludgeon Brothers, then Dirty Dogs. So like I said, yes, over time, now the the titles in a way have some prestige to it. But just looking back at the history that I was just looking at for the Raw and the SmackDown tag team titles, 
like usually when the Usos holds those titles, they make they they make the titles look important. They make the titles look good. But you know, in re, like way before the Usos held the titles, the the New Day held the titles, Raw and SmackDown, and some other teams. Like it's just been flip flopping from hands for months. And I mean months, like a couple months here, a couple months there, a week here, a week there, a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. And it just it just flip-flopping at this point, bro. It's just, in my opinion, retire the the, the retire the quarter-looking belts and give us some new belts. Cause, you know, I've been looking at some designs for the for the tag team titles, and they've been looking at they've been looking good, like some concept designs, and they look really good. So WWE, do what you can do. Retire them quarter-looking tag team titles with the red and blue strap and give us some brand-new creative tag team titles. Like, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Triple H, I know you can make that happen. I know you can make that happen. Make it happen, my boy. I want to see something fresh, something new from WWE with tag team titles with these championships. It needs to happen. All right, so question on everybody's mind is, where the hell is LA Knight? Like, on God, where the hell is this dude at? We haven't seen this man in three to four weeks. Real talk. This man hasn't been on TV since Xavier Woods beat him in a singles match. Real talk. Like, where the fuck is this dude? Where what are you doing with what are you doing with this man, WWE? Like, real talk. Let's let's cut to the chase, bro. Cause you didn't push a popular NXT wrestler just to be on the main roster to become a complete joke. And Triple H, you're the one who run NXT. You remember? You forgot about that? You ran NXT. NXT was fire. And this man was on your bread, was on your brand. And now that he's on the main roster, nowhere to be found. Like, real talk, nowhere to be found. This dude has been on, has been on, you know, fucking television for three to three, three weeks to a month. Three weeks to a fucking month, WWE. Where the hell is LA Knight? Yeah. Where he's at? Because this, this is kind of mind boggling to me, bro. You, you. Okay, you build up a great character, a great person on NXT. You have him win the Million Dollar Championship against Cameron Grimes. Having a little feud between them two. Okay, having a feud between them two. And then you you make him a better star when it hits a rebranded NXT 2.0, and he went over in that crowd. Same crowd, but, you know, 2.0 version. And now he's on the main roster. Great has cut a couple great promos. Has done one weird feud with Bray Wyatt. Was supposed to have a feud at our match with Bobby Lashley. Never happened. And then he competed in a couple single matches, lost. And then his last loss before him disappearing for the for the brand for three to four weeks. Is losing to Xavier was in a singles match. And then on top of that, losing in a contenders match for Gunther's next opponent for the IC title at WrestleMania. So, where the fuck is he at, WWE? Like, where? You didn't build a big star for goddamn nothing. Like, real talk, you did not build his ass up for nothing. Like, I'm me like I'm worried about LA Knight. I know y'all are worried about LA Knight, but bro, we have not seen this man for anything. 
if this dude is white hot on NXT and on the brand, you have to pull the trigger. You have to pull the trigger. If you don't pull the trigger, like like how you didn't pull the trigger at WrestleMania when Cody was supposed to beat Roman for the for both titles, and you didn't pull the trigger because you want him to have Roman a longer run. It's just like that. When some when somebody like this is white hot in this industry, you pull the fucking trigger. You pull the trigger. And what people and why people like him so much is because he cuts great promos. He cuts great promos. This dude can talk great on a mic. I swear, if you have Roman Reigns, like Roman Reigns before the Tribal Chief versus LA Knight now. Who would win? L.A. Knight. Yeah! L.A. Knight now would body Roman Reigns back then. He would probably body Roman Reigns in promos right now. But you not having L.A. Knight on the SmackDown main roster is saying something, bro. It's saying something with a passion, bro. This man has been white hot ever since he, he, ever since he came into WWE, bro. Ever since you came in, ever since he came into WWE, like, and it's and it's making him look so bad because they're literally trying to make sure that he doesn't get it over is what they looks like. You say you love LA Knight, but you barely, but you haven't put him on the on on SmackDown for a fucking month straight, like, bruh. And if you think about it, real talk. At the same time, this nigga really doesn't need Smack like WWE. Like he he was in W he was in W like sorry he's in WWE he was on Impact Wrestling as Eli Drake the dude was fucking good as Eli uh, as Eli Drake on Impact Wrestling real talk he was literally in NWA as well too like you gotta admit bro when he was literally when he was in Impact Wrestling he won tag team gold with Scott Steiner and he became world champion and then after that. After leaving Impact in 2019, he went back to NWA. And then after that, he like every time he drew a great promo, his promo is always either compared to Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, bro. Oh God, that's how great his fucking run is on like the other scenes as Impact and NWA. Cause so this man, this man could have stayed on Impact Wrestling and could have, you know. And stayed on NWA or shit, he could have went to fucking AEW for all we know, and went and probably been better over there, and probably got the push of his lifetime. But no, he decided to go to WWE. He showed up as NXT, showed up to NXT as LA Knight, and then has been bodied, has been literally bodying NXT for only a couple of years, bro. Even though. He never became a full, like, fledged champion besides winning the Million Dollar Championship. Like, he introduced an entire new style of wrestling to fans, literally. And then after that, he he main rostered on, on, like, SmackDown as the dumbass Max Dupree, which was the stupidest thing fucking Vince McMahon could have done. That was the dumbest shit he could have done. And then after that, LA Knight, you know, LA Knight made it work, even though how bad that fucking gimmick was, still made it fucking possible. 
And then after that, when Triple H came back, I was sorry, not sorry. When Triple H came to head of creative, he said, "Bro, Max Dupree, what the fuck is this bullshit?" Erased Max Dupree forever, and he came back as L.A. Knight. Yeah. And then after that, his first feud was Bray Wyatt. And the feud was good, not gonna lie. Even though some of them didn't really make sense. Some of them, some of, you know, that a little bit of that feud, or a lot of that feud did not really make sense. But he still carried the entire feud at the end. He even, in a way, he even carried, he even made it like, he even beat Bray Wyatt at promos, bro. He beat Bray Wyman in his own fucking promos. That's how good this dude is. That's how good LA Knight is. But nah. You dropped the ball. And there was some port. There are there is uh some reports right now that he's supposed to be in the money in the bank. He's supposed to be probably qualifying for the money in the bank. And they're then and they're probably and what I've heard is they're Pushing him to become Mr. Money in the Bank, which is really good for his career. And him, them ruining him is just a downfall right now for LA Knight. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a major downfall right now because this dude, and I mean, this dude was literally getting pushed so fucking, so fucking hard, bro. I mean, there is. I mean, there is a lot of time to still fix this man's push. I mean, a lot of fucking time, bro. Like, all you really need to do, all it takes is literally simply putting him out in front of the fans and letting him talk. That's all you have to do. His promos is what makes him get over as a heel, as a great heel to the fans that people love and enjoy and love seeing him in person or on TV. Honestly, he can be he can really win money in the bank just off of his fucking promos alone and him showing what he can do in the ring. Like literally, one he, he's been doing great promos for a good couple of years, bro, ever since he came to WWE, man. But all he needs literally to slit himself to be like one of the very one of the great heels besides Roman and other people in the judgment day and stuff like that. And the bloodline and the rest of the bloodline, like Jimmy J and Solo, all he needs is one great promo and one big win. And he, there he is. He's done. And he can honestly win Money in the Bank off of that shit, too. He can literally be a top heel or a top face off of just his money, off of the Money in the Bank performance alone. Shoot. Maybe later on down the line when Roman is not fucking double champion, he can become WWE champion or... Universal champion, either one of the two. I would definitely like to see that shit. But even though at the age of 40, because this man don't look like he's fucking 40, this dude is fucking 40 years old. There's there's like time is running out on this dude, literally. And I'm I'm gonna let you know right now. WWE, LA Knight is not a project. He is not someone WWE should be taking their time with lightly. They need to use his ass now. Well, they're lucky enough to still have his fucking talent up. To, fuck, to still have his fucking talent. Because LA Knight is a great fucking wrestler. Great wrestler, in my opinion. Has promos, has the charisma, and can get over with anybody. Like, real talk. 
And I love L.A. Knight with a passion, bro. I really love L.A. Knight. This dude can do wonderful, wonderful things. And you just doubting L.A. Knight, not put him in, not putting in on the card, put him in as a fucking jobber, because that's what it looks like it's happening at that point. And not pushing him to his full potential is making him look really, really bad. And I mean really fucking bad. This new need to have either a mid-card title push or something. Because tag team titles, he don't really need. I can either see him dethroning Gunner to become an Intercontinental Champion. I can see that happening. But right now, just give him a couple years. Develop, let him develop himself more, WWE. And bam, you have a, a next world champion right there. But Triple H, you need to hold up your you need to hold up your end. Instead of having if you need, if you want LA Knight to be over with the fans more and more, scrap this whole fucking Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley feud and start a LA Knight versus Bobby Lashley feud. Something that should have started at WrestleMania 39. If you start, I swear, sorry, I swear Triple H and I swear to WWE. If you start this feud between LA Knight and Bobby Lashley, I swear he will get hella over with the fans, man. I'm telling you the 100% truth. He will get hella over with the fans. The fans will love the fuck out of LA Knight after that. And I mean, they'll love the fuck out of this dude, bro. Just give him the push that he deserves. Let him do his shit. Let him cut his mic. Like let, let him give his like uh give his great fucking promos. Let him do his thing in the ring and bam. Solid, solid person to become a top heel or a top face in the company. I'm telling you right now. Do like give the mic to or give the floor to LA Knight and let him have at it. I'm being dead ass, bro. Once you give the floor to LA Knight, it's a wrap. Dude is gonna go skyrocketing from there. But Triple H, you need to hold up your end of the bargain. And give a push that L.A. Knight fucking deserves. But the last thing I want to talk about in today's episode. So, there's reports that CM Punk is returning to AEW. And literally, and this is what this article says from a comic book. It says, CM Punk is returning to AEW. Following the company's announcement of the June edition of AEW Dynamite imminent, uh, from Chicago... Fans began speculating that the event could be home to Punk's long-awaited uh, comeback. Reports such as Andrew and Matt, Matt uh, Men reporting that Warner Media has been even told that Punk will, be, will in fact be back on AEW programming. Punk's return has caused some choppy uh, waters as Kenny Omega and the Young Bunks are reportedly not interested in working in the Second City Saint in any capacity. Punk, Omega, and the Bucks were involved in a legitimate backstage fight after AEW All Out last fall. While AEW might not be able to turn Punk and the Elite's bad blood into an on-screen feud, separate real-life beef that Punk may have coming to television. According to Andrew uh, of Matt Men, Punk's programming or Punk's first program upon returning to AEW TV will be with Chris Jericho. Um, and he is unaware as if AW tag team champions FTR or Jericho or Appreciate Society will be involved. It's worthy noting that Punk, Jericho, FTR, AW President Tony Kong, and other people 
will will ha- will be having a meeting soon. And it says that Punk and Jericho's history dates back over a, over a decade. The two famously clashed at w- for a WWE Championship at WWE WrestleMania 28 and would wrestle each other at WWE Pay-Per-Views, w, uh, WWE Extreme Rules 2012, and Payback 2013. The two have limited on-screen interactions with AEW, including in sharing the announce table on an episode of AEW Rampage and being a part of the faction-based brawl on a summer 22 edition of AEW Dynamite. That said, their um, their real life beef began in at a um after a controversial AEW All Out 2022 press conference. After Punk and the Elite were separated, Jericho reportedly uh, told Punk that he would have a cancer to the locker room, that he was a cancer to the locker room, as well as a as a detriment to the company. Before telling AEW roster that. He will make sure Punk never returns to AEW. Punk puts Jericho on blast in a recent social media, calling him a liar and a stu- and a uh, and a stooge. Following reports of Punk's return, Jericho feigned, uh, uh sorry Jericho fanned the flames of the two men's issues, indicating that he would not work with Punk. It's unclear if Jericho's recent social media splat at Punk are in an effort to build this storyline or a continuation of their legitimate prior problems. So, what I've heard, yes, Punk is a um, handful to work with, both from AEW and from fucking WWE perspective, because no one from WWE likes Punk. No one likes Seth Rollins, Roman, probably uh, John, The Miz, um... Our truth, Brock let no. Yes, Brock Lesnar. Um so Cody Rhodes when he was there, and so on and so forth. And no one fucking likes CM Punk. Even though they won't, like I said, like the article said, even though they won't be able to turn that real life feud in that real life hatred for one another into a real feud, I feel like it would bring something good to the um to the roster and to the uh, to the product, I feel like uh, it will definitely happen on God, and I would love to see this. I hundred percent love to see this, but till then we just gotta see what happens with Punk because Punk is always known for a crybaby. Like he is definitely a cry crybaby in the company. He is definitely hundred percent a crybaby in the company because if he doesn't get his way, I mean, if he legitimately doesn't get his way. He's, he's going to cry to Tony Khan. He's going to cry to this person. He's going to cry to that person. And never. And he's going to just, you know, keep on fighting or, you know, try to start feuds with people and it doesn't look good in his eyes or the locker room or in other people's eyes because people don't want to rest with a, uh, or, you know, fucking work with person a person that cries and complains too much, just like CM Punk, which is, you know, which is normal. I I obviously know that shit because it's CM fucking punk. You feel me? But um, like I said, man, I I don't know what they're gonna do with CM Punk. I really don't know. Um, when he comes back, even though I do want his ass to get beat <laughs> in Chicago, because like I said, even though I don't watch AEW that much, and I just catch like the highlights and everything, and from what they're saying from in the background and behind the scenes, like. 
CM Punk. CM Punk just needs to retire at this point, man. Like, in my opinion, CM Punk legit needs to retire. Like, I'm tired of hearing about fucking CM Punk. I really am, man. CM Punk just pisses me the fuck off every time I hear about his goddamn name. I really do. Because, like, when it comes to CM Punk, he just, he literally just pisses me off. Like, every time. Like, it doesn't matter when it's from WWE, when it was from AEW, when he first came on, to, you know, him cursing and making Tony Khan cringe when he won the AEW World Championship that one time, the first, when he was the first, when he was, like, you know, his first time being AEW World Champion. Him just calling out Tony Khan, the roster, him, Tony Khan not even, like, knowing what to say at that point. Like, I don't know, CM Punk is just hella cringy to me. Like, so fucking cringy, it's not even funny. Like, oh, God, I hate CM Punk, how he ter- how he became now. The dude's, like, in his fucking 40s, and he he's old as fuck, and he can break every bone in his body with just, just getting punched once in, like, a wrong place at the wrong time. So, like I said, anything can happen with this dude, CM Punk. And, I mean, anything can happen with him. But how they're doing this, man... Like, I don't know. I won't say how they're doing the thing. Because CM Punk does everything to himself. He ruins everything for his fuck himself, man. Doesn't matter if it's a if it's a title shot, if it's a rivalry. Like, no one likes him at all. Like, he he's Mr. Instead of, like, you know, how he is. I, forget, I don't know what they call his ass for a nickname in CM Punk. They should, but they should, they should call him Mr. Complainer. That's all he does. Complains, starts fights with people. If he doesn't get his way, it's the highway. And everybody should just work with him just because, you know, his bad, terrible-ass attitude. Like, no. Fuck you and your terrible-ass attitude, CM Punk. Fuck you, Punk. Because you're a dickhead. You'll always be a dickhead. No one will fucking like you because you always will be a dickhead. Simple. And at this point, I don't know what Tony Khan's going to do with his ass. I don't. Like, in my opinion, I feel like this man should retire. And I mean... He should 100% should retire, but will he ever fucking retire? No. Like, Tony, he's on your product for a fucking reason. Control this man or do something with this man. If you're going to keep on letting him, like, live rent-free in your fucking head, it's not going to go well down the road with you, bro, or the rest of your goddamn brand. Because people already hate AEW because your brand's already fucking shit. One, you, you have too much fucking people on the roster. Two, you have people that's starting random feuds with other people from Ring of Honor and from AEW, and you just and they just keep on going from a like a back-to-back clash with those fucking two promotions that you own, by the way. And it just doesn't look good, man. Not on Tony. It just doesn't look good on this man at all. So I will say this, man. Tony, please, please, please do something about your fucking roster. Especially Punk. Do something about this, man. Or else you're going to get stepped on. And it's for the rest of your goddamn life. As long as you are in charge of these two fucking two. Like, as long as you're in charge of fucking AEW and Ring of Honor. Shoot. Imagine if fucking CM Punk went to Ring of Honor and started shit there. I swear, bro. You would never hear the end of that shit. You would definitely never hear the end of that shit. You would be at the bottom of the bearable. Crawling your way out. Just because of what CM Punk is starting. He already has shit with Jericho. He already has shit with FTR. 
He already has shit with it with uh the elites, the young bunch, Kenny Omega. Shoot, I wanna be next if he has shit with Warload or fucking Eddie Kingston or the guns or fucking uh Keith Lee or Isaiah Swerve. I don't want I wanna be I wouldn't I wouldn't even care if he had beef with all those fucking people. Because see at the at the end, Sim Punk does shit to himself. He did he he does shit to himself, digs a great uh, a big ass hole, and expects you to save his ass. Nah, nigga, you can stay in your hole and you can fucking die in it. I can give two fucks, bro. You can stay in that hole, and you can die in it. Doesn't make fucking sense, man. Control CM Punk. CM Punk, you need to work. You need to leave. Get some therapy. Get some help, and come back with a new mindset. Because this shit, you starting beef with random fucking people, doesn't help, bro. It's just gonna keep you. It's just gonna keep you in a bigger, bigger hole than usual, man. Oh God, it's gonna keep you in a bigger hole, so a hole that you do not want to be in, man. And he's already f- too far deep in that he could probably barely ca- climb out out of, honestly. Oh God. So my last point is to do this, bro. Tony Khan, find a way to fucking get this nigga on control. On on God, bro. Because if you're gonna, if this man is just gonna keep on ruining your brand minute by minute, show by show, second by second, and so on and so forth. But yeah, that's my take on the whole thing, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with CM Punk when he when his ass come back. I really don't know. But try to get this nigga under control. Just try. But anyway, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for everybody to tune in and listen to me and vibe with me. You know what I gotta say? Cause wrestling right now is looking very crazy. I mean, very very crazy. The whole the whole LA with the old LA night, you know, situation. Him not being on WWE television for for amount of weeks, every the whole thing with fucking uh with the whole bloodline situation as well too, and CM Punk coming back to AEW and all this type of stuff. It's just it's just crazy stuff in the wrestling world right now, man. On both AEW sort of things and WWE sort of things, and I like it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy time we're in right now for wrestling. Hundred percent. We thought that twenty twenty two was crazy. Nah. 2023 for wrestling is hella crazy, bro. Hella crazy. But uh, it's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow the YouTube channel of uh, Organized Mess uh, on and uh, follow on all social medias at O uh, DDM official or ODM official, or and follow me my personal stuff Antoine TV2 across all social medias as well too. So. Hope buddy, I hope everybody have a great day. Uh have a great week and peace and be breezy, y'all, and stay safe.